0: Welcome to the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Let's join our geeky hosts on this week's episode.
1: And welcome to another episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast, the podcast where we geeks have a drink or two, or three, or four, well, we're still one or two, we're not, we're not as young as we used to be, but we have a few drinks.
2: My my liver!
1: (laughs) I can't function anymore. Um, So yeah, we have a few drinks, discuss a geek topic of the week, give you our opinion on it, and um, hopefully spark a discussion about said topic. Yeah. All right. My name is Matt. I'm Adam. And before we dive right into it, folks, it's time to tell you about where to find us. You can find, follow, like, subscribe, comment, tweet, twop, duet, whatever you want to do. But please do it on our social media pages at Geek Drink Pod. Yes. Um, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Discord. Armageddon. Armageddon.com Wait, no, no. Sorry. Armageddon.gov <laughs> .edu Not <laughs> .edu <laughs> <laughs>
2: When you got a big asteroid that you want to put a nuke in. Go to Armageddonon. forward slash oil.
1: Armageddon. Or on. Oil.
2: Armageddon. On. When you need to drill, <laughs> and or, drill hard, or be drilled, <laughs> or be drilled. Uh, Go to Armageddon. All right, <laughs> folks. Well, we're already
1: off the rails, and it's a minute thirty-seven into this podcast. Yeah, this is what we do, but that's okay. Um, so yeah, like I said, guys, follow us on those platforms. Make sure you leave us a review. Uh, Make sure you give us five stars. The more we um, get those five stars and those comments and reviews, the better it helps the algorithm and get it into people's ears. Um, So, yeah, with that being said, folks. Or with
2: (laughs) Armageddon.edu. Might get it into your (laughs) ears.
1: Oh, Lord. (laughs) Sorry, you set me up for it. Oh, Lord. All right. Well, it's time to talk about our drink of the week.
0: Grab your beverage and join along as the geeks discuss the drink of the week.
1: Alright, this week we are going, um, as we are talking about another 1998 disaster film, we're also going to talk about another Woodchuck beer, or cider today. Yes, yes. we've got Guava Nother
2: Guava Another from Woodchuck, um, hard cider, or they're, they're Vermont again, right? Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Vermont. Vermont. Fermentation for fun.
2: Yeah, so this is a semi-sweet guava with hints of basil. Basil?
1: Basil. Basil Fulte. Oh, it's got purple carrots for color in there, too, Alan. Cool. All right. It's good for your eyesight. So,
2: but, um, but... Wait,
1: wait, wait. Does the carrots offset when you start look, seeing double when you're drinking that oh, hard? I don't
2: know. But... <laughs> You know what, like, I I just was like, you know, Woodchuck, we like, we we our, like our ciders, and it's a warm day again, and...
1: Yeah, something just, different, and uh, yeah, well, cheers to something different. Cheers. Mm. Definitely had that basil up front, but then it gets into that guava pretty quickly. But I like it. I do. It's not, it doesn't overpower either one. Yeah. Well, like, basil's
2: kind of refreshing, too, so... Yes. I just, I'm like, hey, something refreshing for
1: the summertime. I agree. All right, folks. Well, that means it is time to talk about our topic of the week.
0: What are the geeks going to talk about this week?
1: All right, this week, if you haven't guessed yet then you need to hit pause and watch this movie because we are going to talk about the 1998... We've talked about this movie so many times in reference. It's about time we actually brought it up. Yeah. We're talking about Armageddon. Yep. On.edu. Armageddon. <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the Michael one, Bay 1998 thriller written by J.J. Yeah. Abrams. Yep, this came out in
2: uh, July 1st of 1998, so a few months after... Our um, previous episode, previous Deep episode of Deep Impact. Um, I'm still being impacted deeply by that movie. Yeah, I mean, it just hits you home. Just right up there in your core.
1: <laughs> but we've got a obviously a very Michael Bay-esque kind of movie, which is obvious. Um, and so this is um, huge, huge, huge cast. Mm-hmm. I, we talk about it all the time in terms like a... 90s gold standard for, like, big casts. Yes. Um, you've got Bruce Willis, Billy yep. Bob, Joe Thornton. I know it's not Billy Bob Joe, but I like to throw the Joe in there, because he's This Billy Bob. man
2: has won an Oscar. <laughs> Put some respect on his name.
1: Uh, well, there's respect on his name. Angelina Jolie, sand toot it on her. Probably. <laughs> uh, ben Affleck, Liv Tyler, Will Patton, Steve Buscemi, uh, Owen Wilson, Michael, Michael Clark-, Clark Duncan, Duncan. rest in peace. Um, you've got, uh, I forgot to tell you this, I'm not sure you realize this. You know who the narrator of this movie is, right?
2: Um, it started off as um oh god. I I had written it down but I can't find it but Charlton Heston Yeah, it was it was Heston, right? Yep. Yeah.
1: Jason Isaacs, um yep. Luce, uh, Mr Mr. Malfoy. Yep. Or Mr Malfoy's dad I should yep. say. Uh, Keith David, who we've talked about a few times.
2: Well, this uh, this shares a similarity with uh, the last one with <laughs> the, the uh, volcano. volcano. Keith David shows up. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, Eddie Griffin. He was oh, a huge he was comedian in it in for 90s. like a freaking the beginning, but he's a, in the nineties. He was a huge comedian name. Yeah, but it was
2: a it was kind of a throwaway thing. So, oh god, yeah.
1: Um it's so a huge, huge cast. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we need to break it down in terms of wh- exactly what happens. Because if you haven't seen Armageddon at this point, you've got issues. Yeah, I mean, the movie's been out for so
0: long. But we'll uh, still talk about it. Yeah,
2: and the movie's made, like... So let's talk about, like, so... Um, the budget for the film yeah. was $140 million. Compared to Deep Impact, had, like, $80 million uh, budget. Deep Impact had a $75 million okay. budget. Opening weekend it only made thirty six million. But worldwide gross, and I guess this is kind of where it kind of comes into play is like everything, it's made five hundred and fifty three point seven million dollars. And I mean I don't know if that's because this was a touchstone picture which was is was technically Buena Vista, which was technically Disney. Disney yep. Um But uh yeah, it's definitely it eclipsed Deep Impact with its Deep Impact made what three hundred and forty nine point four million. This made
1: five fifty three.
2: Yeah, so it's kind of like yeah, they this one was definitely a lot more successful, except for the fact that it was a much more expensive to make. <laughs>
1: but, oh yeah, um, so a little piece of trivia. Um, so before the uh, film came out to differentiate it from Deep Impact, which was released two months earlier. Um, at that point, they're like, oh, we need to do something that makes it seem a little different from um, our film. So they added a $3 million budget to film and create the scene where the asteroid hits Paris.
2: Oh, yeah, that, that kind of felt shoehorned. It was, because it was like,
1: uh, deep impact is... Deep impact is to out. hit the
2: sea and...
1: Well, and, deep, and, and
2: trashed New York and DC. Yeah. and so you needed to have something else. Okay, that yeah. that's interesting trivia. Yeah. Um, the that's other thing I found kind of silly. Um Michael Bay, the director, was calling out Tay Leone. Was just like, Really? Tay Leone's your star in Deep Impact? Whatever, man. And I'm like and I know Michael Bay has kind of a a Horrible troublesome relationship, relationship with women. women. But um I'm like, Mike, Tay Leone starred in your best film you've ever made, Bad Boys. <laughs> so Baby, don't talk so much shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, so... Um, I mean, huge... Like I said, huge name cast. Um, basic premise, and we'll talk about the scientific inaccuracies already off the bat. You've got a meteor shower destroying the spaceship Atlantis. Okay. And a satellite. And a satellite, which, fun fact. So, this movie... Um, obviously, was out for a few years at this point, but when the spaceship shuttle Columbia had its disaster in 2002... ABC was going to air this movie that night, and they're like, oh. "Let's pull it and show Aliens instead." That's that's better. Um, um, but people were passing around this scene as like satellite imagery of the Columbia being destroyed. Yeah. Well,
2: the one thing and another bit of trivia is, um, and I'm wearing my NASA T-shirt. Um, they uh, apparently NASA shows this film to all their management staff when they get hired. And the job is to point out all the inaccuracies.
1: <laughs> so, so do you just walk in afterwards and go, "Here's the film back, the entire <laughs> film."
2: I mean, some of it probably, yeah, is like, the like There's
1: no air in space. There's no oxygen.
2: Yeah. Oh my god,
1: they got that. How right. did you know that? <laughs> they got that right, Adam. Um, no, it's like I mean, uh, simple things like, for instance,
2: like the whole the shuttle and the satellite being destroyed. First off, that would send debris spinning at thousands of miles per hour around the entire planet, destroying everything in its path, which would be catastrophic to our communications network. Yes and no, because you know how much
1: debris is up there already. Yeah, but it's it's moving in orbit,
2: but you just, like, let's say something explodes in orbit, and then it sends that debris off in a different direction. Yeah. Even something like I think they've said like something like the, like a screw or a nut mm-hmm. or a bolt or whatever. It skin.
1: Those little thin skins of anything
2: could go through a space shuttle because it's
1: traveling so freaking fast. Yep. Or a spacesuit.
2: Yeah. And so, um, also, and this was another problem with the movie. There's no noise
1: in space. No, there is not noise in space.
2: So it's not like,
1: Rawr. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Um, but I mean, that's any space movie. They're going to give you sound, and there's very few that are accurate in terms of that aspect. Um, but, you know, we've got the asteroid's going to hit the Earth. We've only got a few weeks to figure this out. Different from our previous Where we week, had aren't two they? years, basically. Yeah, they only they had, days. like, what? Six weeks. Six weeks. He had to, f- to train, figure everything out. Train these oil rig guys. So you've got Bruce Lewis, <laughs> Ben Affleck, Mike Clark Duncan. Lincoln. Owen Wilson, so, yeah. all these guys. They're on the oil rig. They run... They're their Harry's crew, who was Bruce Wilson's character. Um, ben Affleck's banging his daughter, Liv Tyler. Um, very young, early career Ben Affleck. Yes. And Liv Tyler.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I think Liv Tyler got her start... She was in a music video for her dad.
1: Cool. Yeah. And if you don't know who her dad is, her dad is Stephen Tyler of Aerosmith. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, um... Yeah, no, uh, yeah, the, uh, she was in, I think, crying with Alicia Silverstone. Uh huh. Um,
1: um, in the pink Cadillac. Yeah, yeah, but, um, maybe it wasn't pink, but it was a Cadillac that converted they were driving. Anyway, um, you know, so basically they train, even though, and you've got to give, we've talked about it before, your Ben Affleck comment to Michael Bay. Yeah,
2: so apparently, and of course, this could, this has just been circulated all around, um, Who knows if it's true or not. I mean, Ben Affleck or Michael Bay, if you're listening to the show, like, you can leave a comment. Send us some money. Whatever. Um, But apparently Ben went up to Michael Bay and was just like, hey, Mike, um, you know, like, why is it easier to train oil rig drillers to be astronauts wouldn't it be easier to train astronauts to be oil rig drillers because kind of they're they're already experts and super smart people about everything wouldn't that be easier and Michael Bay just looks at him and goes shut up Ben <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so you've got um, this whole crew they're going to get launched into space um, one of my favorite scenes is when they're trying to track them all down and Harry's giving them a list of where they're all at you know Michael Clark Duncan's driving his big ass motorcycle to North Dakota, and he's Michael Clark Duncan. If you haven't seen anything he's in, he is a monsterly monster of a man, ripped.
2: I miss him so he is much. Amazing actor. Um, yeah, Green Mile.
1: A top par- notch. Oh,
2: Green Mile. Like if you have not seen Green Mile, read the
1: book first. The book is still ten times better and the movie's great,
2: but because that was a Frank Darabont one as well, right? I think so. Frank Darabont understands Spielberg no, understand <laughs> so S- well, or King. Er, King. Sorry, Stephen. Stephen. Anyway, but um, Michael Clark Duncan in that scene, he improvised the line when he's getting chased down by all the cop cars, um, and the helicopter. He says, "Come and get Papa Bear," <laughs> and apparently the nickname just stuck with him yes. throughout his entire career. He was just known as Papa Bear and yeah he he's a giant he was a giant of a man and apparently like the most kind person ever, oh yeah, and so i I really do miss him because like you watch him on screen, there was really nothing like like no one like him,
1: no God no, and he was a what was he was six foot Five, 315. Yeah. And before his uh, acting career, he dug ditches for gas companies. Yeah. And played basketball.
2: Yeah. It, it's just a...
1: Big, big man. Great man. Yeah. Big um, guy. Anyway, so moving on. Um, that's a great scene. You know, one guy's getting tattooed. One guy is...
2: Uh, Although it, I do... I do Owen Wilson's riding cowboy. Uh, but I didn't horses. like that scene because you knew they didn't have Owen Wilson for the original shot It was some other guy riding a horse He well, a shadow and then, and then it's just a shot of Owen Wilson's face like pretending to ride a horse And he's like oh <laughs> 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 Oh but wow Cinematically though That, that
1: yeah. shot is really well done with the silhouette of a cowboy riding a horse and a helicopter's coming from behind. Yeah, great shot. Yeah, um, that's one thing Michael Bay does very well is he has very cinematically good looking shots. Yeah, well, um, well,
2: well I, that's gonna come up later. I, I, with, I got a question right, for you we'll get at to the that end, point. but um, all right, but no, then. it's like the whole thing of like Steve Buscemi like saying like, oh, this isn't real diamond. And then it's just like, how old are you? Yeah. <laughs> and then even like Max, like getting his tattoo. And it's and funny, in like,
1: fact, <laughs> the girl he's talking to right there mm-hmm. is huge in the Saw films. That's her where she made her name <laughs> later on. And she was in a really good TV show with Ted Danson, Becker.
2: I've never heard of it, but... Oh, it's,
1: he plays a grumpy Queens doctor. And yeah, it's a great... I recommend it. It was on for like ten, five, six years on CBS. Oh, okay. Phenomenal mm-hmm. show. Anyway... Um, they train as astronauts. They they go up, and here's where the scientific accuracy really take off. So we're gonna have these two really good looking spaceships on screen. Yes, I mean, if I had to have a model of a space shuttle, I'd want that, even though it's not real.
2: Yes, it was. It they they took a lot of time to try and dress everything up, like the the even the the whatever the armadillos, the little rovers, like to make them look really cool. Oh yeah. The stupid, like I guess stupid little like skull shifter thing on it, and I hated that,
1: but um, It makes sense for the, the characters they were. Yeah, but I liked the look
2: oh, yeah. of things. The um, universe they created for this look yeah.
1: was really good. I mean those space shuttles. I the the blackish grey hull Part the, of me kind of was... The wing slope. Yeah, yeah
2: part of me was kind of believing, like, oh, yeah, this could be a... Next-gen. Next-gen space yeah. shuttle. But we now know that... We don't have any. No, but it's like space shuttle program was very impractical. I mean, yeah, it's nice to be able to land that, but it's very expensive. And,
1: and it just wasn't the uncertainty of launching it and making sure it could come back one piece versus a capsule where it's enclosed and safe in the spacecraft yeah. as it goes up. Yeah. So understandable. understandable. Um but I mean the look, I just and and we'll get to this. I know it's a hot take of yours and mine. Um, you know, they go up, they dock with the space station. Immediately right,
2: everything goes oh, yeah. haywire. Like oh, yeah. that, the like, I will lady. say like from the beginning of this film, like the the movie starts off and it's just like, okay, New York gets attacked by Asteroids. So, very different from our previous film, where it's like
0: very you quiet. Your
1: telescope
0: and go, Shit's coming. Oh, what car
2: crash! Uh, the car crash was the most exciting part. And then you had a bunch of, like, science. science and, and politics. And politics and journalism. But in this, it was just like, oh my god, everything's happening. And it just, everything gets very silly very fast. And, yeah, it's like the ships go up. And it's just like, okay, everything should be going fine, and then they pe- they meet, um, What what's his name, uh, Peter Stromer? Yes. Um, who is a favorite of Michael Bay's. Um, he was uh, in Bad uh, Boys. Oh, yeah, he's Bad been Boys in Fargo,
1: and... uh, Jurassic Park 2.
2: He was actually my favorite portrayal of Satan. Wind Talkers is the movie. Yeah, he um, was my favorite. Favorite portrayal of Satan and Constantine. Yep, Constantine, Um, 20 Jump
1: Street, Destiny. Destiny.
2: Yeah, he's he's an excellent actor, but yeah, he's a favorite of Michael Bay's. But he he's the crazy Russian running the. Russian space station.
1: And he hasn't been relieved in over a year to see his comrades.
2: Yeah, but and it's he's all alone up there, too. And you can tell.
1: He's got he's he's got some issues being up there all alone for so long.
2: But, um, yeah, they, they put the space station into a spin so they can have gravity.
1: Because they had enough fuel to suspend the space station work. And it's got extra fuel to fill up spaceships.
2: Yeah, got extra liquid O2, and you're kind of like, okay... But immediately, while they're trying to do this... It leaks. It starts leaking. And we need another action set piece where Ben Affleck's almost going to die because fire's coming at him. And then the
1: thing explodes, and the shuttles fly by the explosion as it explodes. Well, and, they and also
2: they have to shut the door on him, and they're like, oh, no. And then it's you know, pull
1: away, they, open the, they break the seal in the airlock and let it back in. It, you get a repression. Yeah, okay.
2: It was just, like, I mean... It's this is like Murphy's law. Well, I guess in a movie. Murphy's law. I guess if you if you're not familiar, it's a lot of people it's, misinterpret it yeah. as what can go wrong will go wrong. But it's more what can happen will happen is is the actual term um, that you need to understand. And they explain that in a much better film called Interstellar. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> Murph! Actually, so let me, no, let me take no, this back. we we'll, no, Murph. we'll Murphy's rabbit hole here. And the whole idea of parallel universes and decisions being made. Mm-hmm. How boring would this movie be if everything went right? And they never had any of these... Oh, no. It, it'd yeah.
2: be, like, terribly boring. But it's like, of course, that's not, like, everything. It's not has a Michael to, Bay movie. It's not a Michael Bay movie if, it, if everything went correct and according to plan. And no explosions. But it's like, okay, so... The sh... The shuttles get, like, what, 90% of the fuel that they need to make their slingshot maneuver. They do their thing. They're coming around on behind the asteroid. They Put down their skis. But, unfortunately, what they thought was going to happen, because they were doing a slingshot around the yeah. moon... Yeah,
1: they've got two shuttles to double the chances.
2: Yes. They were thinking that the moon's gravitational pull would pull a lot of the... Tail debris. Tail yeah. debris away. Um, that didn't happen, so... They've got to have a cool action
1: set piece of Han Solo flying the Millennium Falcon through an asteroid field. Well, and one don't make it. <laughs> Which is Independence. Yeah, Independence doesn't make Independence it. Independence is down, but I will say... But freedom! <laughs> awesome scene, though, when Independence is breaking up and the guys get sucked out of the window because the window's been broken and the pressure differential, yeah. and it sucks them out and they f- go backwards and hit the other shuttle and tumble yeah. off.
2: Although... Great set piece. It it was, but, you know, I think... This is the thing, and I'd have to ask, like, an astrophysicist, like, depending on temperature variations, because it's, like, pretty much... Like, we've all seen Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, when you're out in the black, it's pretty much, like, every water molecule in your body freezes because it's so cold. Yeah. It's like... That body would hit and it'd shatter, probably. But, um... William what's what's his name William something or other Fitchner Fitchner yeah he he's great he he always uh he's always a good good addition but he plays the commander of the freedom
1: and the mission in general
2: yeah and so yeah they have that whole set piece but they land but he screws
1: up he land landing zone by 8 miles just like that and this is where it's a little scientifically accurate you, because you're you going to have...
2: landed us on a goddamn iron plate. <laughs>
1: yes, and that's where you have some scientific accuracy because things to be made up of different elements and different core materials and it's going to be spread out across the asteroid in different sections. Nice. And, yeah, oops, we landed on an iron ferrite.
2: And especially this is a asteroid that is the size of Texas, as they... Bring up yes, um, so much larger than our deep impact one. <laughs> yes, <laughs> much 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 larger.
1: Um, but, and uh, so they've got to drill 800, 800 feet down.
2: Yep, 800 feet is their is their goal. So they through an iron
1: plate through it. An and if you ever had a screw iron ferrite yes, if you ever take a a, a a screw and drill it through any kind of metal, you know how long that takes with just a normal power drill. Granted, they've got a giant machine that supposedly has more horsepower than your average cordless drill but still
2: well maybe that's a accessory you can get on Armageddon.edu. on dot edu battery sold separately <laughs> some assembly required a lot of assembly <laughs> required but um, no but uh yeah no so they have to drill down and because they landed in this it, things are going a lot slower so again, Another part of the mission is going wrong. Yeah, <laughs> another catastrophe um, to the point where William Fincher, just doing his job as commander,
1: reports back because
2: hey, we're not gonna we're not gonna
1: meet our target death by required time because there's a certain was zero barrier or something. they call yeah, it? Yeah, they call
2: it the zero barrier. Where
1: if it. the asteroid hasn't been split into two and sent on its different trajectories around the Earth.
2: It'll just split into two, two and, and
1: cause the same amount of damage, yeah. but you know,
2: <clears throat> just hit it two spots. Yeah, but yeah, so he's trying to do his job and just being like, Who please advise? But apparently, this was all like not told to the drillers, and so
1: they're just gonna blow the bomb in hat. And like, we're not gonna do any damage, we're just gonna take a little piece off of it, like peeling an apple here. And- yeah,
2: I just wonder why they cause so, um the, uh... the whatever, the other ship crashed. What happened to that nuke? (laughs) Did it get, like, destroyed, or... Could they remote detonate that one, too? Well, they
1: didn't have any communication with it, so they probably couldn't do anything with it. true. They didn't even know they survived. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, so, you know, they, uh... They're like, okay, well, shit. And so, you know, they pull a gun in space, and...
2: Which was actually a pretty cool gun, because it looked like a gun... Like it looked like it kind of had like almost like a compressed gas like cylinder yeah, or help, something like an to,
1: to the to the barrel. to yeah, the, it allow the compression. Of yeah, the because that's like a power thing. Power. Like They're if you if you space.
2: if you bring like a M4 or whatever up into space, it's not really going to do a whole heck of a lot, but. Um, but this looked like it had, like... Not that, but the, propellant. Re-
1: the recoil of shooting a gun in space.
2: Yeah, it'd probably be like,
1: woo Yeah, because <laughs> you've got equal reaction going backwards. Yeah. You don't have a human being's muscle mass to stop that reaction. Yeah. Or gravity. Yeah, <laughs> two. Um So, you know, the, the armadillo gets blowed up. Poor Max. Poor Max. But... What we didn't tell you is the other ship did survive. We had some guys who survived. Three guys survived on the Michael other Mark ship. Michael Duncan, Ben Affleck, and... Peter Stromer. Yeah, Peter Stromer. Because Owen Wilson already died.
2: Yeah, Owen Wilson got... He couldn't get his helmet on. Yep. In time. And then the other guy who was...
1: The Mexican guy. I hate to say it that way. But, well, yeah. but like
2: we never knew anything about nothing, him. Really? Like I think they probably shot more scenes with him, but then you never just you just it's nothing. There nope. was just nothing.
1: Nope. Anyway, um... Was his name? Carl? Maybe. Anyway, so they they take their army to show up. Like, yeah, we got a second one. We're here to have... <laughs>
2: right and after. Right minutes. Minutes. Poor Max. What
1: do you think really happened in that scene? They're driving going, Alright, we're almost <laughs> Is that the other armadillo? Well, and like the
2: the interesting thing
1: about that scene is
2: like Harry's like, Max, get out of there and he's put your helmet on and he's like, I'm bailing and it's like it by that time that he made the decision to try and get out, he was shot up into space. Yep. So he pulled a John Firebro. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Trying to do my new Catchphrase. John Favreau <laughs> did.
2: He, he got John Favreau. This
1: when you either make a really bad Disney animation movie into live action, or you get blown in space. Those yeah. are the two options for John Favreau. Or you make really, really good
2: food. Apparently, because he's apparently John Favreau is like a really good chef. He's also a
1: really good creator. of Star Wars content. <laughs> yes,
2: good for him. And Marvel. And Marvel content. original Marvel content. Yes.
1: Anyway. We digest. How about we digest? <laughs> um, so you know, they end up being able to drill down and they finally get to the to the bottom of it. But of course, the nuke has damage and we've got to leave someone behind. Yeah.
2: And so and this, all this is oh, going on. Hold on. Steve
1: Buscemi is kinda of going a little batshit crazy. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he tries to ride the nuke. And why does, Much much like a Doctor Strange Love, he's like
1: <laughs> Yeah. And why is there a minigun attached to the Armadillo in his face?
2: Uh, so they could shoot out of it. In that one scene, that's all. Okay, that's all it is. But, um but yeah. So, Steve Buscemi gets like space dementia, pretty much, and he goes, he like because they kind of warn about it earlier on, yeah. saying, "Oh, hey, like you can kind of go crazy out here because it's like the like landscape's so different yeah. and so disorienting, you can just kind of lose your mind." And so, Steve Buscemi's the one that loses his mind. Yeah, but instead. Uh, So, yeah, there's damage to the nuke, and they tried to do something that they did another moment in our previous film, drawing straws. Yes. So, in Deep Impact, just kind of going back, they drew straws to figure out who would have, like, a seat on the helicopter.
1: Yes, with uh, Taioony and they're evacuating
2: the MSNBC reporters. Ta- Ta- had a spot because she was invited to the Ark. Yes, but they were like, "Okay, we're gonna draw straws," um, and a lady and her kid draw the short straws, so they can't go on. So Taioony does the heroic sacrifice, gives up her spot for the kid and the mom, and then as they do uh, draw straws to see who is going to. Stay behind um, to set off the nuke. The nuke. And who do you think gets selected the short straw? Um, ben Affleck. Yeah, I was going to say Morgan Freeman, but <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> he was not in the movie.
1: No. Ben <laughs> but, Affleck, because he made the straws, so he wanted to go off of that hero's death and prove his work to Harry. Yeah. And, and Harry's and like, uh, no. Harry
2: makes... A Kind of a clever decision, oh, yeah. like, I will say. Okay, I'll walk you down there. I'll walk you down. And you think, and I, I think, he knew what he was doing. All oh, gone. God, yeah. Because it's like, so, Ben Affleck's character is, like, in love with Harry's daughter. Asked her to marry him before they went up.
1: She said yes with he, Animal Crackers. Yep. Going down under. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it's this whole thing of their, like... He makes a decision. He pulls his oxygen hose, which I don't think they are that easy to pull in real life. I hope not. <laughs> but he pulls them, throws them into the airlock.
1: You give this the Frederick, or you give this to Stamper and take care of my daughter.
2: Yeah. And this is a big heroic sacrifice. One guy going out, and they're trying to get the ship launched, the ship. yeah. But there's still tech problems because they crashed. And, and then the only way to fix it is
1: for a Russian to take a wrench to the computer and smack it.
2: Yep. And just smack the shit out of it and then they get it going.
1: And they, and it works.
2: And then there's still a problem. Like Harry falls down a hole and more drama.
1: <laughs> and we'll come to the, my hot takes on one of those scenes right there. <laughs> um, and then, you know, they get to Earth. The asteroid's destroyed. They, they get married. and We talked about this in the last one. A really good way to end the film is during the credits. You see their wedding, and you see them like immemorialize
2: the, the crew, th- the people that they lost. Yeah,
1: yeah. So because it was like what,
2: but they didn't put the other pilots in there. No, did you no notice no that? Crew. No <laughs> guys. Oh come on, the other pilots equally deserving of a picture.
1: But it was just for the family. It Who was, gives a shit? <laughs> because it was a wedding for. Ben Affleck and and it was not a wedding that she that he married the flight crew. I guess daughter. that's my hot take. Okay, we'll, well just well, we'll I'll, to, we'll I'll that I'll throw that out
2: there. I don't um, care anymore. <laughs> so I
1: mean, we got to talk about the elephant in the room here. This is what makes this movie phenomenal: the soundtrack. The soundtrack is amazing. Okay, let me ask you this question: Is it better than Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One? Or- no,
2: no. Um, so. The soundtrack of this one had some great music to it. Some of it was licensed. Some I forget who. The, I can't remember who the original composer is. Um, but um, Trevor Rabin. Okay, he did a great job of like this whole like epic like people looking off into the sunset being like. We're gonna take on the world. Blah, blah, blah. Well, and then,
1: I mean, the score, the musical score for this is really good. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But it's like, I I will not say, like, I think Guardians had a more, more connected, like, with the movie is kind of the big thing where each song in Guardians, like, really did, like, it felt like something that Peter Quill, like, this is my moment in life. This is this. Whereas this was all kind of, a lot of times, background noise. The only one that was, like, that really, really stands out is the Aerosmith soundtrack of Don't Want to Miss a Thing. And I... I, I think, like, yeah, it has great songs in it. But I don't feel like the songs necessarily influence, like, the movie, whereas James Gunn was more like, I want the, the songs to
1: influence what's going on in the movie. Okay, I get, I see your point of that. I still think, I, I personally think this is the better soundtrack. Wow. I I would say, if I had to rank soundtracks, this is probably one, at least one or two. Okay. Guardians is in the top five. So Space Jam. But that's a different story, best fair. I don't know. Like, I, I, I would I'd still put, like, Guardians 1 and 2
2: up there. Like, they just, like I said, it was more how they married the music to the movie, I, whereas... And see, I
1: think some of these songs informed the scene pretty well. I mean, you've got... I mean, let's bypass leaving on a jet plane, because that's just too on the nose. Um, ZZ Top LaGrange. Um, you've got Mr. Big Time by John Bon Jovi. Um, We're going to bypass Stephen Todd, because that's just the essential song to a movie.
2: Yeah. Uh, It's still one that I will sing at the top of my lungs all the flippin' time.
1: I mean, you've got Journey on here.
2: No, like, (laughs) you have... Like, don't get me wrong. You have some amazing artists, but it was just more like... They were always in the background, it felt like. And it was kind of like... It was influencing the scene. Whereas... The Guardians thing, like... And even, like, the Peacemaker soundtrack. And I know that's probably one you haven't watched yet. But... Was, like... The music is just so, like... Putting its foot down. And making is, like... This is the mood you're supposed to be feeling. This is what you're supposed to be doing during this scene. And it's so, like... I don't want to say heavy handed, but it's so like, it's like an anvil <laughs> as opposed to this where it's all kind of like in the background and doing its thing and it's influencing the scene a little bit, but it's more the visuals are the big thing. Whereas I think James Gunn's more like, no, I want the music to be like more married to the visuals and okay. like, fair enough. So that that's where I'm at. So all
1: right. Alright, well we've kind of broken into uh, obviously, we've talked about this before being uh, one of the six essential soundtracks for a movie. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy and other ones we've talked about in the past. uh, Big Fish and those kind of movies. Um, It's time to get us into our Hot Takes.
0: Hot Takes. What are they going to say this week?
1: Alright, Adam. So, hot take for me. Um, besides a lot of scientific inaccuracies. Yeah, I kind of already
2: did mine. I'm sorry. You're fine. <laughs> I'm sure you have another. And I'm
1: going to bring up the one shot in this movie that just... It's like... There's a scene in Harry Potter, and I think The Order of the Phoenix or something. There's one shot of Voldemort that just bugs me every time I see it. And there's a shot here at the very end of the movie when Harry's hitting the button, and it does that strobe light flash effect sequence. Oh yeah, where it's kind of like a f- him and his and his and his daughter, and his look, he's looking into the future and the past. And I'm just like, the hell you smoking, Michael Bay?
2: That's a good question. That that is a good question.
1: <laughs> that. It's, it, it's an unnecessary it's visually distracting from the moment yeah and i think it takes you out of that that i would argue tearjerker moment um
2: a little bit i think and they kind of would
1: argue even more so now as a father that's a tearjerker moment than it was five years ago
2: i guess my i guess I, i'll just kind of elaborate what was the more tearjerker moment that or him saying goodbye
0: Daddy,
1: don't go. That was pretty good. Because, I mean... That,
2: I think, is the more tearjerker jerker moment. I mean,
1: that's the tear-jerker moment. But, I mean, then you have him, and then the whole sequence is supposed to be a tear-jerker, like, five-minute sequence. Which, of course, in movies... Here's a hot take for you. You've got three minutes to hit the button, and you time it, and it's like a ten-minute sequence.
2: Oh, yeah. And it's like, it it always goes down to... I guess... Yeah, that kind of pisses me off. Like, again, it was like...
1: And it's any Hollywood movie.
2: Another... Uh, this movie is just full of problems like that arise. Yes. And you're like, how how? How is it that they go up to the space station, there's a fire. Okay. One of the shuttles crashes. A bunch of people die. There's another problem. They blow out a transmission. They blow they find out that they're they kill a drill they, bit. They, they kill yeah. it's like they send the, army the space on the expedition of its own. Everything is just one problem after another and I understand that you want to keep the drama going, but there's a better way to do it.
1: I guess that is my okay, fair uh, take. Um, yeah, so. All right, Adam. So before we wrap this up and we do anything else, um, I got to ask you. I thought I was going to ask we're, we're, you we're, something. We're, we're, we're going to get to that in a minute here. <laughs> um, so we've talked about how we did a comparison and contrast of Deep Impact and Armageddon. We did Volcano and Dante's Peak. Mm-hmm. Armageddon. Do you think if you had to if you had to watch one of these movies by yourself, and that was it, you can never watch the other one ever again? Which one would you pick between <sighs> Deep Impact and Armageddon?
2: You know, growing up as a kid. I found kind of Deep Impact a little boring because they they focus more on the politics and the journalism and that sort of thing. And Armageddon was more of a set piece, like action. film. Like a big film, yeah. But I will tell you this: I will always watch Armageddon. Oh God, yeah, I, I, every freaking day. Okay, okay. If like if it comes on, I will watch it definitely. And if you were like, "Hey, do you want to watch Armageddon?" or Lemonemin I'd probably be down to watch Armageddon again. Okay. Um but I have a question for you. Or well I guess what is your answer to that before
1: I would it's it's, it's one of those catch twenty twos because Deep Impact for me They're both very they're good they're great movies and Deep Impact is It wasn't
2: as easy as Volcano versus Dante's God, no. Peak because but this was this was a little watchability, different.
1: these are very similar. Yeah. Deep Impact, I like more for the scientific and the political drama, because that's kind of what I yeah. dig. I like Armageddon for the... The, the, the action. The set piece yeah. with the action, the explosion. We talked about this. This is like Fast and Furious. It's like Transformers. It's like, you go it because it's a spectacle. Doesn't mean it's going to be great, but you're going to enjoy yourself. You're
2: going on a ride.
1: It's like watching...
2: <laughs> it's like going on, like what, Space Mountain? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> this it's, is what it is. <laughs> it's
1: like, yeah. It's like going to, um, a, a concert of a bunch of 90s bands. Yeah. It's not gonna be great anymore because they're older, but you're gonna enjoy yourself. Yeah. You're gonna walk out of there going, okay, that's worth my money.
2: Although, I will say this much, um, I will really miss, like, I miss Michael Clark Duncan a lot, but I will really miss, uh, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Yeah. Um, I know he hasn't done a lot as of like of the past few years that was of substance, um, but his aphasia diagnosis really sucks. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I freaking love like Die Hard, and if I ever if I ever met him, I'd just be like, thank you for just give him a hug, giving like entertaining us, like. You're not necessarily the greatest actor on the planet, like, in any, like, I don't think he's ever been given that role, but he's just been entertaining. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, well, let's uh, get into my question, because yeah. I know you've been asking me questions. Top five
1: Michael Bay films
2: of all time. I had a feeling Go. you were going
1: to do this, and you're, I pulled up the list. I know, I saw that. Um, <laughs> all right, so...
2: Number five.
1: Number five would have to be Transformers. Hmm. Number four would have to be. Oh, Let's again. Um, I'd say Bad Boys too.
0: What
2: you psychopath?
1: <laughs> you'll, you'll see why. Uh, number three, time again. Okay. Number two is Bad Boys. Number one is The Rock. Rock is really good. <laughs> do you notice how I leave a certain film off that list?
2: I was going to say, if you put Pearl Harbor on there, I was going to throw it not my flip-flop back in. And it's not so yeah. much
1: because it is entertaining visually, but historically I have a lot of issues with that movie, and we'll talk about that another time when I have a just historical geek-off.
2: We could probably do that, like pick a topic. that could be a Historical if,
1: inaccuracy if, movies? If, if
2: we could do that, or yeah. just pick like... Yeah, The Last Samurai. There's your comparisons. (laughs) Band of Brothers, Pearl Harbor. (laughs) Band of Brothers, Pearl Harbor. Um, But, yeah. No, uh, okay. Yeah, but... yeah. Um, What about you? uh, Well, I will definitely go with... uh, Number five. Number five, I will probably go with... uh, Let me get a good look at this. (sighs) I might have to go with Transformers, because the island used one of the same exact shots from Transformers, and that kind of pissed me off. Okay. Um, I'll probably go Armageddon, The Rock, Bad Boys 2, and Bad Boys. Okay. like so I'm, same I, movies, I, just different order. Yeah, kind of. It's just, I mean, it's hard to do, because it's, I mean... Glad you didn't pick Painting Game. I, I never actually saw that one. It's word. not great, okay. hey, Don't worry about okay. it. Okay. Well, and um, your ambulance is good.
1: I do want to see ambulance.
2: Yeah, ambulance looked pretty cool. But I mean, and I have a I have a buddy that was in a lot of the Transformer films, and so it's like I kind of I went and saw a bunch of them when he was in them. But I just I had to stop after a point because I'm just like I I'm watch done. them because they're
1: enjoyable. Bumblebee was good. Bumblebee was fun.
2: Bumblebee was fun, but that wasn't Michael Bay, and I he think he produced it. it. That was really yeah. handy edit. it.
1: And same with, um, I haven't seen it yet, the newest one, the Rise of the Beast. Nah. I'll, I'll see when it comes out, on HBO or whatever it comes out to, but it's not going to be an in theater. Paramount, probably? Who knows? Yeah, probably. Um, all right, Adam. Well, it's time for us to talk about our Geek Wreck of the Week.
0: It's time for the Geek Wreck of the Week. What are the geeks going to recommend?
1: Adam. What are you going to recommend this week?
2: So, I'm actually... I'm a little late to the party on this one, but I'm going to recommend Gears Tactics. So, it's a Gears of War game that kind of plays like... uh, Did you ever play the games like XCOM? Yeah. So, it plays like that. So, it's kind of like a squad-based, like turn-based type thing. Um, It's on Game Pass. Um, Definitely check it out. It's like... I've been playing through it. It's... Gorgeous looking. It's just kind of, like, yeah, top-down, like, you kind of command a squad of, like, four or five and, um, there's, like, permadeath for your characters, so you want to, like, protect them. Um, because, like, I, I've tried out the whole XCOM games a lot, and you think you're doing well for so long, and then all of a sudden you stop doing really well. <laughs> um, and you just get your ass kicked, but, um, but yeah, it's on it's on Game Pass um, for Xbox. So if you guys have that, like, it's definitely worth a download. Um, if you have a Xbox Series X or S, it looks it gorgeous. Me, so
1: the way you describe that reminds me of a Tom Clancy game that came out for the PS3 generation consoles. Mm-hmm. And Ward, do you ever play that one? No, I didn't. So it's kind of similar. It's not it's not qu- it's turn based, but it's real time. Mm-hmm. So you're playing against either other opponents or the computer, and you're making real time decisions. So basically you have all your units in the field, and you actually use your headset, and you say, hey, uh, send... Oh, yeah,
2: that was the gimmick. Like, yeah. yeah, send, I remember send that.
1: tanks to this sector, and okay. hold this, Yeah, it was similar, but it's it, not similar, but concept-wise.
2: Yeah, it's like, and I mean, also, XCOM, those games are great. If you want to check them out, they're just hard and can get kind of frustrating, so just remember to save often. But, um but yeah no I would recommend uh, Gears Tactics um especially if you are a fan of the Gears of War franchise which you should be it's uh it's a pretty good franchise.
1: Yeah. All right, well I'll have to look that one up. Um You don't have an box. Box. Right, a nice spot. I just look at it. <laughs> All right, so my geek Wreck of the week. Uh-huh. I got two. Uh I'll look at the first one. I'll say the second one for another time. Okay. You've got to write In- these down, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Secret Invasion came out. Um, oh, the... Marvel yeah, show. the new one. Yeah, I was um, actually
2: curious how that was going.
1: So far, episode one has been out. By the time this records, this comes out will be at episode two or three. Episode one was really good. Um, not your typical Marvel series. It reminded me a lot of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series they did. Um, so you, and it's Nick Fury, so you're not going to see you know, the superhero event yeah. part of it. Um, so far, I mean, big cast on that one, obviously, Samuel L. Jackson, Milly Clark, uh, Kobe Smulders, um, we've talked about her before, she plays, um, the queen in The Crown, um.
2: Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about, yeah. but I don't know her name. And and she's, she's, she's absolutely delightful, because she, um, she was also in, uh, when we talked about Hot Fuzz, she was the one who was always yes. making the sexual Yeah. And then, isn't uh, that, um, the guy who played the, the scroll in, yeah. um... Talos. Talos, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I forget what his name was, he but...
1: He's also in, uh... Ben something. Rogue One. Yeah. yeah ben Middleton. Was. Yeah. Yes, so he, uh, so far, I, the first episode had me hooked, and I was like, oh, I don't have high hopes for this, um, yeah, Ben Mendelssohn. Yeah. Um, didn't have a high hopes for it initially, but the first episode got me hooked. I was like, okay, for six episodes, I can see this turning into something decent. Yeah. Um, so that is my geek wreck this week. There you go. All right, folks. Um, but before we, we wrap this up, Adam, I asked you Fantasy Casting real quick.
0: Fantasy Casting. Who will play what character in the Geek's ultimate recast?
1: Okay. I so guess. if you had to recast Bruce Willis's character in Armageddon... Ben Affleck, Liv Tyler. And those are the three I need. Okay. um, I would probably...
2: Ugh, this is hard. Um, I would... Actually, hold on. Let me look this up really fast. Show I'm not... Getting people's names wrong. But I would probably say... I'm I'm gonna go with Idris Elba again for Bruce Willis's character. I can see that. I think he'd be pretty um, good as a um, kind of like that grizzled like. Um, okay. Yeah, that or Graham McTavish. Okay. would probably be pretty good. Um, oh God, where are you? Um, then for Ben Affleck's character. Someone a little younger,
1: but also has that same quality. Uh, see, for me, I would say for Ben Affleck's character, I could see Tom Holland pulling it off.
2: Yeah, but I like the problem with Tom Holland is he has like too much of a boyish. Yeah, well, Ben Affleck did in this film. Yeah, maybe, but um, I'm going off. Okay. What the hell is
1: this? But, uh. And my Bruce Willis would be Chris Pine.
2: Uh, Chris Pine
1: could pull it off. I mean, he's a little older now. Yeah. Now, I mean, 10 years ago, Chris Pine maybe could have been the Ben Affleck character. Yeah.
2: God damn, why can't I find this? <laughs>
1: what was this person in? Uh,
2: Witcher. Another. You know, is it
1: the. It's
2: the girl that plays Triss. Oh. But for some reason, how they do this is like they kind of throw everything, every character almost. Anna in. Schaefer. Yeah, she, or the the girl in the show. Yeah. 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 So Anna Schaefer could be good for like either like a Graham McTavish or because she's she's got like really good like mm-hmm. features for
1: both. Um,
2: yeah, I don't know. I so mean, you've
1: got Ben, you've got Idris Elba. Um, You've got...
2: Either Idris Elba or Graham McTavish. Yep. And Schaefer. For the Tyler. And then... You're Ben Affleck. I'm Ben Affleck.
1: Matt Damon. (laughs) (laughs) Matt Damon. (laughs) I I mean, I like Matt Damon, but every time I I hear his name, I think of uh, Team America.
2: Yeah, no. I'm trying to think... That's okay if you can't pull up one. We'll, we'll Maybe uh, that uh, guy from uh, Bridgerton.
1: I couldn't Jean, tell you. John,
2: like his name's like John. Jean... Yeah, uh, he's the one that every that I thought would be like the best Bond. Regis young Page. Yes, okay. he be. He could be good because yeah. he's like young enough. He's got like he can grow some
1: facial hair. He looks cool. Yeah, and he he would fit... I hate to, I hate to use his card. He'd fit his, eat as Eat Elba's kid Kid. Or... or, or way, sorry. I, anyway, I know what you're saying. Wrong but, way.
2: but no, it's more like... I just think that he's got kind of... He's got kind of the suave sophistication. Okay. And I know I'm just describing how I think he's perfect for James Bond. But he's got the ruggedness. He's got the suave. Like, kind of... I could see some... Like, I could see him working... Yeah. On an oil rig, but I can also see him being very charming and sweet
1: and fun and. Like, Goofy, yeah. Yeah, so okay.
2: that, that's I have, where I'm so at. So I said I
1: had um, Chris Pine as Ben Chris Affleck, Pine. or as uh, Bruce
2: Willis. I Chris have, Pine as Bruce Willis? Yes. Oh, I, I thought you were thinking Ben Affleck, but. 10 years why. ago,
1: it would have been that way. Yeah. Um, I still think Tom Holland could probably do that boyish charm. I think, and you probably don't know him from anything, Jess Bush is um, Liv Tyler.
2: Who, who? what has she been in?
1: Uh, she's doing New Nurse Chapel in Star Trek. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, I, that's what I think she could do. Um, Alright, well that does it for another episode of Have a Drink Some Geeks, folks. Um, episode 45. Yes. We're almost at the magic 50. Holy
2: shit. Yeah. i will have to celebrate with
1: or Tequila. Or something. <laughs> yeah, shots of JMO. Oh god.
2: Fifty shots of J Mo. Oh no, we'd just be like, wow, that, was, uh, that yeah,
1: well, was our first film, <laughs> we're just laying here on the floor.
2: <laughs> Maybe that's when we
1: bust out a camera for the first yeah, time. There you go. Alright, <laughs> folks, so that wraps up another episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks Podcast. The podcast where the geeks drink. So you don't have to. But you can. If you want, join yeah. us. So uh like I Don't, I don't say, judge. Yeah. We are we are we don't kink shame here. All right, folks. Well, make sure you give us a like, follow, subscribe, review. All those five stars help us with the algorithms. Um, but we're at Geek Drink Pod on all social media platforms, including Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Discord, and Armageddon.edu backslash oil. <laughs> I, I-
2: thought I had one in the pipe, like, ready to go. Well, I guess <laughs> yeah. I had one. I, in we're going to end it right <laughs> there. Adam pulls something out of his pipe. I had that one in the pipe, but uh, <laughs> then right. I went to Armageddon, and, and that, that relieved the pressure.
1: Lord. Grinding his gears. <laughs> <laughs> right, I need a new transmission. <laughs> well, you guys have a great geek week take it
0: easy. (laughs) Thanks for listening to another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Tune in next week to see what our geeky host will discuss next week. Goodbye.
1: been another episode of the have a drink with some geeks podcast all content copyright geek drink pod 2023